0: Yeah. let me let, let me talk for a second about fund fundraising and that's kind of something you dealt with on the Out of Fellowship podcast and obviously that's something that you know you think that um well uh, anyway about the whole fundraising deal yeah uh, and I want to I want to dialogue about it a little bit just to let you know kind of where I'm coming from and then you know see where it takes us but you know my deal and I can only speak for me cuz I wrote the blog but you know but uh, the fundraising you know I, I don't think that you or the next, you know, you know, you and Brian McLaren are the next Paul and Jan Crouch, you know, trying to raise millions. and. Though you do make center. a cute couple. <laughs> but, uh, and one of the ways I've heard you defend yourself on the Out of Fellowship podcast uh, directly was, uh, you know, you've only raised a certain amount of money and you're not talking about raising a lot of money. But one of the things I see is that the things you're talking about doing with the money already exist on the web. There are plenty of conversations. Uh, and most of these, you you don't necessarily yourself facilitate. Um, so, I, I'm just I'm just cons- my my thought process was along the lines of as you talked about the out of Fellowship thing is that that there's really no budget or plan, as you admitted, you know, no five-year plan. Da, da, da. And I'm wondering how do you expect to raise this type of capital or money when you don't really have that plan, or is that and maybe you addressed that already? But I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Well. And I'm not attacking you, you know, I'm, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, it yeah. seems, well, it seems weird to ask for money and not really have a plan, you know,
1: or have, a budget. I, I would say that we have dreams for what we want to do. And we're, we, we'll have a budget because, we, you know, yeah, we'll have a budget. We've never even had a board of directors until the last few months, and we haven't, still have yet to have a board of directors meeting. I mean, we've had a board of directors. It was like <coughs> me and Doug Padgett and Tim Keel. And Brian McLaren, just because we had to have one for the, for the IRS. So we'd all get on the phone once a year and call the meeting to order and adjourn the meeting. And then sure. so we could say we officially had a meeting for the IRS. Mm-hmm. So we've never had a functional board of directors. And we're going to have that. We have that. We're, and we're going to have our first meeting in February and there's we're going to come up with a budget and you know we're going to uh, start to function a little more like a traditional 501c3 corporation okay yeah. because we think it's in our best interests why would we raise money um if if listen i've taken I, like i told you i we're my julie and i are tens of thousands of dollars in in debt as, as a result of this little uh you know, sideshow of PhD and emergent thing over the last two years. And when we run out of, just to be totally frank with you, when we run out of home equity uh, to borrow against there, I, I have to go get a real job. And, and there are people within emergent who would like me to be able to be paid enough by emergent. And then I can make other money by doing writing and speaking and things like that. Certainly. Um, that that I would still be able to do the things that I've been doing on a volunteer basis. So for instance, having this conversation with you guys, I, I would not have the freedom, the luxury to do this. I wouldn't be the national coordinator and I wouldn't be talking to you guys for an hour um, if I weren't in this official role with Emergent. And as soon as the money runs out, I won't be in this official role with Emergent because you don't would, you don't
0: think you would, Tony? I mean, isn't this like your passion? So wouldn't you find a way to to make it happen? I I mean Josh and I are doing it, you know.
1: Everybody, yeah, right. But the other people but I I can't the amount of time that I spend on Emergent is at at this point more than a full-time job. I'm doing it on a volunteer basis. So right. For me to to continue to not get paid would just mean I would just quit doing it. And that's fine. I mean, I don't probably, it would be better for everybody if I quit doing so it. So,
2: Tony, Tony, what do you do for the emergent?
1: I spend a well, ton of time uh, coordinating people with um, other people, getting events, working on events. Th- this is a thing. So, okay, you're saying there are conversations everywhere, like, for instance, stupid church people, Right. Right. But you guys have not coordinated an event that I know of, and events are—sure,
0: we have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: events, events are—we have we had two
0: Taco Tuesdays, one in uh, Seattle area and one down here. So those you know, hey. are tight.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so events are very labor and time intensive. So we have this event coming up. Um, this theological conversation in February w- at Yale with Miroslav Wolf, We've gotten nearly 300 people to sign up for that. Um, very inexpensive event. It's 115 bucks. It started at 95 but then we raised the price to 115 for a three-day event with, with arguably the leading theologian in North America who's alive today. Well, mm-hmm. this is something that to put this together takes a massive amount of time between coordinating with the people at Yale, doing all the online registration stuff. And so I spend maybe, at this point, 10 hours a week on that event. And as we get closer to it, it'll become that that will increase. Um, If if I weren't doing, and now listen, we've done these theological conversations for the last five years. And I tell you what, they were half-assed every year. There'd be 50 or 60 people would show up. We didn't really have any online registration. People would kind of sign up by sending in an email, and then we'd collect their check when they showed up, if they showed up. And Mm -hmm. we kind of broke even or lost some money on them. And they were fine. They were fine events, right? But they did not have nearly the, the... Work that went into him as as is going into this one, and as a result, this one will be a lot better. I, I have a feeling now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll suck. But, because but, too many but see, I think, a thing,
0: a guy like me and most average, I mean, I'm just not getting into the theological thing, you know. And that's something I just wrote on my thing about, you know, I feel dumb because I feel like there's so much intellectualism within the emergent movement that I can't relate to. You know, I'm, it dep- I feel like it's based so much in philosophy that it's av- it's avoiding some realities. And, and I feel like maybe most of your, and I quote-unquote, you know, call them groupies, you know, are kind of into the whole theolo- theological discussions. And yet, I'm just wondering where that's going to lead you guys and where well, it's going to lead us.
1: it depends on, on whom you ask. If you were interviewing, like, our guy in San Francisco, Mark Scandrett, He's not the least bit interested in these theological... I mean, I wouldn't say that. He is interested in the theological conversation. But what what really stirs him is his heart for San Francisco. And Mm -hmm. he's doing all these art installations throughout Advent all over San Francisco. And he gathers these people. And they they have a cohort of like 50 or 60 people that meet once a month for an emergent cohort in the Bay Area. Which isn't a particularly churched area, right? This is what... It's right. like one of the most unchurched places in the country. but there are all these cultural creatives out there who love Jesus, and they get together, and they and Mark dream up these incredible things. So you happen to be talking to like Mr. PhD. guy, but you know it, you could talk to Ryan Sharp, who's a songwriter, who's been on a, you know 5,000-mile pilgrimage pimping his self-produced. Uh, CD which is fantastic by the way and he's in Florida right now he's driving back toward Texas and he's going to end up back in San Francisco after three months on the road so I mean it depends on who you who you talk to I guess and yes the the people who've written books thus far are are literate educated people that those are the kind of people who write books but the kind of people who haven't written books are doing stuff far more creative than what I'm doing, but they don't mm-hmm. write books, so they don't get press, so you don't see it reviewed, so you don't buy a copy, because Mark Scandrett is a poet and a right. and a like a San Francisco beat poet guy who gathers people and does art installations. So you're just not that's just not going to be on the radar in the way that a book by me or Brian McLaren or Doug Paget is going to be.
0: Okay, and a couple more questions about fundraising, and then we'll get off this. Is because um, we've only got about ten or twelve minutes left. It it seems like um, you know you talked on another podcast about wanting a philanthropist with a venture capitalist mindset. You know that's kind of what you gotta, which what you're looking for is somebody to take a chance with you guys. You know, so I'm I'm sitting here with uh, you know hundred grand, which I don't have, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what, I want to take a risk on Tony because I believe on Tony, I believe in McLaren, I believe in Paget, I believe in what they're doing um but i my and this is more of a critique and you there may not be a response to it. it it just seems like that's going to be hard to raise capital capital for a conversation that seems to already be happening and and also then on the second side of that is uh raising money when you really don't have a place where you can say here's what we're doing here's our budget here's our clear direction for the next 5 years and you address that so will you be kind of nailing that down you feel and and uh kind of really aggressively going after that fundraising
1: i'll th- um i don't know that we'll really aggressively go after it i think that we'll be open to it and if you know god so deigns that we would have somebody who wanted to give money to us i i would hope we'd know what to do with that right um, we're going to have some kind of plan i mean we're going to we're going to have some kind of plan, but I tell you as much pressure as I get from the board of directors or, or whomever to come up with a really specific five-year plan, I'm going to say, I think we should keep it very loose and just see where this thing goes, where God takes it, where the people take it, who are involved in it. And my job, I feel like is more of coordinating, getting Mm -hmm. people together. So if, If it's valuable to the emergent community, and maybe to a philanthropist out there, but more importantly to the emergent community, to have somebody in this role who went up a a very significant um, Christian consulting agency emailed me two days ago and said, can we have a conference call? We want to talk about how we might partner with emergent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we set, we set up a conference call for the week after Christmas, and we're going to talk about ways in which the, our two organizations might partner. That probably happens two or three times a month that we get some kind of major uh, kind of group calling, and a lot of them don't work out, quite honestly, for a number of reasons, primarily because of some of the things we're trying to push for are, seem a little too radical for, for most uh, traditional organizations, but... We're in these conversations, and publishers are calling and saying, Okay, can we, uh, we, we really want to help you all get your ideas out there and, you know, you know of course, make a few bucks off it too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you guys are saying something that nobody else is saying, We'd really like to publish your books. Or, I, I mean, I could go on and on, right? Or journalists calling saying, We're writing a story on the emerging church. Um, could we get an hour interview with you on the phone to talk about the emerging church? If the emerging church community and more specifically the emergent conversation part of the emerging church finds it valuable to have somebody in this position to be able to carve out time to do those things, because I'll tell you the guys who are planting churches and the women who are planting churches and writing songs and raising families and doing everything else simply don't have the time to do that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So if people think it's valuable for me to do it, then I, then the, I suppose the money will enough will come in. We're this is not a massive fundraising thing. I mean, we're hoping to raise, I don't know, somewhere in the mid five figures for an okay. annual budget. Yeah, yeah. To be able to give pay me a little bit, pay an administrative helps a little bit, buy some plane tickets for some people to go to events, scholarships and people to events, things like that. But we're also these book deals now are saying, you know, parts, parts of the royalties are going to be kicked back toward emergence, so there's going to be a little bit, little, trust me, very little, but it'll be some.
2: See, Revin Tony, be coming I, fe- in from that. I feel a little disillusioned, though, when you guys are asking for money. Um, I, got, I actually got no problem with paying someone to do this, um, but the disillusionment comes in. Today I went on to your guys' website, emergentvillage.com and went to the Become a Friend <coughs> of Emergent site. And one, one of the things it says there, it says, Emergent is a voluntary organization, and we intentionally seek to run on minimal funds. Our coordinator yeah. friends volunteer their time, and their churches provide use of equipment and space when needed. So I was just wondering, I mean, I, I don't expect you to do everything for free. Don't get me wrong. But it just goes back to the well, why, why do I need to pay for Emergent? What is Emergent? Is you don't it...
1: need to, Josh. You don't need to. It also says on that website that from the beginning, Emergent has been something that everyone contributes to, and it's like we're on a road trip. It says this on the website. It's like right. we're on a road trip, and we're going somewhere. is a movement that's moving somewhere, and if you want – and if you're on a road trip with a bunch of friends, and you pull off at a gas station, everybody chips in for gas. That's the deal. Okay,
2: so what makes the Emergent different than uh, stupidchurchpeople.com?
1: Because uh,
2: we've, we've got a group. have got name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, besides our crazy name. But, uh, you know, we've got people that we've uh, become friends with, that we meet with regularly now, face-to-face. I mean, we talk to each other daily over the internet. Yeah. It's only an internet relationship, but how many people have that close contact relationship with you in the whole scheme of things?
1: Well, one of the things is that we obviously have a very, very high um, value on face-to-face meetings. So one of the things it says on that friend site you were looking at that is Uh expected of everybody in emergent is that you'd make one pilgrimage a year to some kind of emergent event Hmm. that you'd be engaged with other people on a, on a nationwide or even global basis, and also that you'd be involved in some kind of local or regional cohort, which we've probably got, I we don't know exactly, but between 30 and 50 cohorts around the country that meet uh, every month um, mm-hmm. where people get together at a bar or a coffee shop or whatever and just chew the fat, you know, for and some meet an hour, some meet, for a whole, I know the Southern California one meets usually for an entire day when they get together. So, you know, I mean, what? how is emergent different? I guess probably because there are people who would say, I'm emergent. I don't know if there are people who would say, I'm stupid church people. They might say, I listen to stupid church people, or I really like stupid church people, or I'm even involved in the stupid church people conversation, but... For whatever reason, there are a there's a contingent of people out there who claim emergent and who, I don't know, maybe you guys get them too, and God bless you if you do. We get emails all the time from people who are say, emergent saved my faith, oh, or no, I wouldn't be that. a pastor today if it weren't for emergent. You guys probably get, if it weren't for stupid church people, maybe I'd still be a pastor. Well we get, we get people who say... You know, you're, what you guys are doing and saying is a breath of fresh air in the church, and I, I don't know if I could still be a Christian. If yeah, we could that. send
0: you emails. Well, we both right. no, I mean, and we both get those, and I heard you say today on Out of Fellowship when I listened that you get those emails, you know, from people leaving ministry going, I, I buy what you're selling, how do I get involved? How do I become a part of Emergent, you know, or... Um, how can emergent, how can emergent, help, emergent me? help
1: me or how can emergent help me plant a church but, so but this see, is here's one what, of the things we have to think through like does Emer- we, we have to think this through in emergent does emergent help people plant churches do you yeah. have well, an
0: obligation I mean, do you have an obligation to that yeah and, that's, a,
1: that's a fine question i mean and, in some ways of course we do help people start churches because they, these people come to our churches and study them I mean, I, I go to Solomon's Porch, and we have gawkers there every week. Right. We have, whether it's 15 United Methodist pastors in neckties walk in, you're like, they, you know, who doesn't belong here? <laughs> 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 or it's somebody who comes in, you know, who's like, dude, I live in, you know, Seattle, and I, I'm going to plant a church, and I just wanted to come to Solomon's Porch for a couple Sundays mm-hmm. and check it out to see what, you know, to get the vibe and see what I can learn. Let me take you guys out to lunch and... And and of course we're writing books that help people do that kind of thing. So you know all this, this. Yeah, these are questions we have to answer. I don't. We don't have answers for all this. I mean, this. Right. Listen, you guys. We, we're freaking amazed that we've gained the traction we have. <laughs> so are we. We have we have no. Not you, opinion. us. <laughs> <laughs> we're you amazed know,
0: anybody ever listens to us.
1: Yeah, you know how it is, right? I mean, we're like emergent has we have three book deals and we were on the cover of Christianity today and the Christian century and the New York times. And we, we, you know, all this, there's going to be a story on nightline on the emerging church in the next couple of weeks. And you know, this is we're like, we didn't we're, We have not thought this stuff out. And, and so for, for whatever, whatever kind of imagine the imagination it, that we've stoked in people, I guess we want to do our best to be stewards of that and to provide people with resources and to try not to screw them up too much. And we feel like, I guess we got to the point five years into it where we thought we have so little structure that it's actually impeding us and it's becoming very, very frustrating for people because Mm -hmm. they send us emails and there's nobody to send an email back. Mm-hmm. We, would ha- we would all get different emails forwarded to us from the Emergent Village website, and nobody had the time. To, to, how do you, When somebody sends you a six-paragraph email pouring their heart out about how they've left ministry or they're about to leave ministry or whatever, and, and Emergent is the one, their one hope for their faith and their ministry... Mm-hmm. You can't fire back a, a form email that says we're so sorry that we don't have time to answer all the emails that come in. Right. You just you got to turn in which we eventually did. We just turned off the email link. Yeah. And and that doesn't. So we're trying to respond to what people, what a lot of people want, and a lot of people, and a lot of people hate emergent, and that God bless them. I, who cares? But a lot of people really. I think Emergent is doing something that's important and valuable and helpful. And for those people, I guess we're going to take a crack at um, having a little bit of structure so we can open our arms even wider to to let more people in.
0: And and what's ironic, too, is we face – you know, Josh and I face some of the same – we wonder about our, our obligations because people write us, you know, uh, we've got – We've got pastors, you know, who write us these things. We've got, you know, gay people who feel totally disenfranchised uh yeah. and, and, and hurting. And and we've got a lot, you know, a lot of that. We've got, you know, people that are just members of churches struggling with this whole issue. And and it's not even and then they also look at the emergent kind of as another spin. You know, they see it as another selling, you know, the way we're trying to repackage the old, you know, the old wine. Well, then they
1: know, then they, anybody who says that about Emergent knows almost nothing about Emergent. And And, and that
0: may be be very true.
1: Has never really um, gotten to know any of us and has never really come to one of our churches. Now, I could see how you could go to the inaugural Emergent conventions like Josh did and think that. But those were misfires. I mean... We, we've, made, we've made no bones about the fact that we, we tried to do something and we didn't succeed at what we wanted to do. But, God, I mean, give us a break, you know. It, well, I think what, the deal.
2: where you guys are going to be failing everyone is that it comes across as being you guys are the end-all answer to how we're Wait, what, put- How
1: does that come across?
2: That says that? No, (laughs) I don't know if anyone's saying that. Just that's how I know I have interpreted it. And that's why I went to the emergent convention. I'm like, hey, I'm so excited. I'm so ready for a group of people who are going to get it, just like me, who are just fed up with just the dumb things about the church. And I go, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I, I left every day from that emergent convention just disappointed. I mean, yeah, I, I, I almost felt let down. Like, guys, So did I, many
1: of us. So, so, of so us.
2: that's why I, I've got no problem saying, hey, let, let's pay someone and, to make this better.
0: Uh, but and I'll, you're right. I'm sorry to interrupt, Josh, because you're right, Josh. There's churches that are starting here that call themselves emergent, you know, Tony. And then, yeah. and then they end up having the same foibles and dropping the ball. And I'm not saying that every church is perfect. But, you know, I mean, what Josh is saying, it's like, what's different? I mean, what's really different about this? And well, Go ahead, Josh.
2: Well, and I just get worried about labeling ourselves now emergent. Now we're just picking up a new label. Um, I mean, yeah, I, how, about, about how about we start something where we're just, we call ourselves, hey, we're followers of Christ who meet together. You know, I'm sick and tired of these. Uh, and then emergents believe this. Emergents do this, this way. And I know that that might not necessarily be be the case, but that's the way that someone from the outside, myself, views it. And when I read things, I I see it
1: that way. But I cannot defend us against misperceptions, like people coming to a conference and saying, this is going to be the end-all, be-all, when no one in Emergent has ever said, this is going to be the end-all, be-all, or when no one from Emergent has ever said, that you've got to do it like this to be an emergent. Okay. That's indefensible because no one has ever said that. Now, that may be your apprehension of it and other people's too, but I don't know what else we can do other than just be true to ourselves. And, yeah. But we've yeah. never said stuff like that. That would be insane.
0: Well, and and what's funny, Tony, is I realize that that you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Quite yeah. honestly, because yeah, if you yeah. if you do come out and say as as a group, okay, here's what we believe, here's what you have to do, here's the steps you have to go through, we're going to organize, we're going to fundraise, here's our plan, and and you're very reluctant to do that because you want it to be organic, you want it to be dynamic, you don't want it to. So I get your I get the crux of your your dilemma because it does seem like, you know, people like us are are chomping at the bit to go. See, I th- th- told you. You know, here they are. They're formulating. And then at the same time, I'm asking you the question, why aren't you formulating more? So I see my own yeah stupidity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and again, I, I just get
0: really worried with the, with the labeling of this.
2: I, I yeah. think if we were to take some of the labels off, I mean, we do see eye to eye. You know, we, we do crave for the same um, closeness with Christ and others. But the, I don't know, like, why, why put emergent in, in our name? I, I believe that Steve and I are doing very emergent-like things, but would I call us stupidchurchpeople.com an emergent group? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I like it's just it, nothing against the emergent. It's just I don't want any then affiliation do it, with it, Josh.
1: Them. No one's. Then don't and do And we it. haven't done it, and we're not well, gonna do why, it. Then why are you getting so fired up about not? About <laughs> 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 no. God, one is asking you to be emergent then no, don't i understand don't that like but then it, my
2: question you, then goes to then who it. the no, hell no, no.
1: is wait if you don't like it ignore it okay get okay. all worked up about it get out of our stuff get out of our hair get out of our life if you don't like it leave us the hell alone i mean seriously <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah, know what? You guys are, every, you guys and everybody else get so freaking bent out of shape about it. Okay. We're not trying to step Tony, Tony, back. it's
2: because we're looking for someone. We're looking for some type of answer. And you know what? It's not out there. And we don't well, even think you not guys it, have then it.
1: Sorry, keep looking. But no, for, all, I understand for that. a lot of people, Emergent has become it because Emergent <laughs> exactly. has become a community in which people can be totally open about their questions about theology and method of church. And right. that's what a lot of people have been wanting to find is a community where they can be open, where they can have open, honest conversations about that without fear of repercussions. And right. so, for, um, and I'm sure stupid church people has become that for other people. God bless you. We're not attacking you guys. I, I, we we are not attacking anybody. I don't get why people feel <laughs> like we're such a threat that they need to attack us cuz we don't attack people. We've only no interested. In, you know, and that, attack the modern church, the big modern mega church. Exactly. You know? And and
2: I know that that is that is uh partly my fault that I I view oh, <laughs> Um no, I think you guys kind of put out there that you guys do have some type of an answer.
1: We have Answers
2: uh-huh and I think, have
1: answers I... we have an agenda, we want the church to be better, we want to be definitely engaged with the work the the kingdom of God work that's going on on this planet at this time, absolutely
0: and see I have I think it's just acknowledging that and you've done that tonight it's like you know what here's the way it started it didn't it, it just like stupid church people we're not planning on organizing anything we never meant to and then all of a sudden it's like we want to meet some of these people so we do taco tuesdays before you know it we got somebody emailing us going hey we did a taco tuesday of the night now you've got little stupid church people taco tuesday nights and it and it kind of organically happens and i guess that's how it happened for you guys and the next thing you know people are asking hey can we all get together and
1: you're saying, let's get these books. Yeah, Let's get these people
0: together. You know, that'll happen. And uh, yeah, that's not going to happen to us, Donnie. <laughs> but you know, it, with your I'm help, I'm not a very good know, writer. <laughs> maybe you can help us out there. Uh, hey, real quick, I, let's let's. I want to move on real quick, and then and I know you got to go uh, call your wife and stuff. But here's the deal. Um, what do you think about Barna's new book, Revolution, and this whole concept that there are people outside the church? Like Josh and I, who aren't currently attending a church, and yet see it, see the faith community we've built, even though it's virtual uh, partially, and yet it's also relational to some of the people we know locally, um, and friends and stuff. How do you see that progressing, um, and and do you buy into what Barna's saying,
1: or have I, you read I've, it? I've only read synopses of that book. I haven't actually read the book, and I'm, in general, somewhat suspect of Barna's research. Um, but that, that being said, of course, I think he's onto something. And I think that theologically speaking, what's happening is, uh, and what I'll be writing about for the next five years probably is this, what I call a relational ecclesiology, which is just, I think an ecclesiology that Hmm. is brand new. I don't think any church body has ever really done it before. So, um... I I think that there are ways of interconnecting that are new um, and that people are going to take advantage of. And I surely believe that Christianity is at its heart an incarnational faith. And I don't think that um, um, blogs and instant messaging and uh, uh, video venue churches are ever going to replace what's at the core of Christianity, and that is the incarnation. Um, right. So I think that, um, w- you know, what you guys are doing is part of the picture of the, a part of the landscape of the American church. And it's a part of the landscape that is going to um, become more and more prominent.
0: And so but you I get think our-
1: we all, I think we all have to make sure that um, incarnational m- meeting Um, face-to-face connection with other human beings um, continues to be, you know, a primary part of our. Heck yeah.
0: Right. And that's, and that's what we talk about as a returning. How do, how do we return back into the mire? You know, and I, I often quote a book. I don't know if you've read it, Paul Eichelman's cages of pain. And, it's a great book about uh, healing for disillusioned Christians. And he talks about, you know, he talks about the church as a cage, you know, and we've got to figure out it's got bars and it's got limitations and we've got to figure out how to enter back into that cage and and kind of have joy within that cage. And I think it's a good word picture, you know, for that. But um, um, it it probably breaks down at some point to, you know, PhD Princeton. But uh, anyway, (laughs) hey, uh, also you talked about on the other podcast about being a theologian. Yeah. And, and not necessarily, you know, this is a new foray into you as far as an organizational, I mean, like you ran another 501c3 before, or or, yeah. or, or yeah. So this is new for you to kind of, kind of dialogue like this and feel kind of on the hot seat, it sounds like. And, and I, I know that's tough. I know it's like, like more pressure than you actually want to deal with. Like, hello? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, what Josh and I thought, dude, is here's the deal. We'll make a deal with you, okay? Okay. See, I think I could totally run Emergent. Okay. So, so you just be the theologian, and Josh and I'll come run the thing. Like we'll respond to emails. And (laughs) what do you think? Can we can we maybe find a place there?
1: Sure. Let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hey, final question. We'll let you go. So, what do you think about ever fighting Josh? Who who would win and why?
1: How much can you bench, Josh?
0: How much
2: can I bench? Yeah. Um, what can I bench now? Probably not a lot. I, Dude, if you said yes to a boxing match, I would have to take like three months in prep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest.
1: I'm going to be in Southern California in January and in February.
2: February. Let's do it.
1: So I'll be there for a whole week in February at the National Pastors Convention. Then I got some gig up in uh, Westlake Village.
0: Okay. So. so where are you going to be in SoCal? Um.
1: Well, I'll be in Simi Valley in okay. January just for a day, and then I'll be in. Um, we'll be down in San Diego. You guys got to come down to the National Pastors Convention. There's going to be a whole bunch of us down there.
2: That's an invitation. How cool! No, but it costs too much money, Steve. It's like, <laughs> no, too, dude, it's dude, like 300 something dollars, I think, to go to that thing.
1: You don't have to pay, dude. Just come down. We'll smoke some cigars, drink some beers after the... Oh,
0: minutes. I love it, dude. We'll do it. Yep. Now, we want to we wanna see you when you're down here next, okay? So yeah. let's set that up. I mean, you know, and, and hey, listen, the mean... You know, I know that you feel like we're mean-spirited, or I was mean-spirited, but hopefully through this conversation, and I, you know, I mean, a lot of that's uh, just a couple of guys who need a lot of attention, so... Um, <laughs> So we're no, I, I think
2: that we definitely made a new friend, you know, and we've okay. I know I've <laughs> been on.
1: you just keep you just keep telling yourself that. Josh. Oh, on, my on. gosh. I mean,
0: Tony hasn't said that. OK, never uh. mind, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: think that, I think that funny stuff is funny. But when it when it when it when it's even the least bit mean, all the other funny stuff isn't funny anymore. So you know when it gets personal or you know what I'm saying I mean I've been I've been named other stupid things and other but yeah I mean whatever I can take it I, I but it just seemed like some of your other readers actually thought it was a little bit offensive too so Well
0: and, and they probably did but here's the thing I mean I go back to you know again I I didn't say I basically made the point that there was there was a I felt in my opinion kind of a, it was a stupid request based on the fact that I didn't see much backup to it. Now, of course I didn't do any research and that's why you blog and you have opinions. But my point is I didn't attack you personally. I didn't say you're stupid and I definitely don't think that. So, I mean, I know that you're educated and you're more than educated. You're, you're, um, you know, you also have a heart for God. And so, you know, if that's, if that's the, um, if that buries a little bit of that that mean spiritedness you know I, I hope that people that visited the site also saw the site as a whole because we we do a lot of that and um and and we call ourselves stupid, so i mean does that make sense tony i mean yeah, maybe yeah. you don't you don't buy it
1: well i do no i i yeah I buy it i you know we love I, you, tony. I think that i I, <laughs> you I don't better buy it. I don't think it's yeah yeah I mean we could go on and on. <laughs> no, it's outrageous for us to ask for money, but I'll also say that um um we we were uh, it was it was we were, we had g- greatly mixed feelings about asking for money, and we don't know if it was the right thing to do or not, and we knew that we would take heat for it, so it was no great surprise. Right. Um, right. But, I mean, this, this claim you make that, Tony, you took something with great promise and have proceeded to create the very thing you resisted with your initial passion and vision, that, that's just bullshit. It's not true. I did not take something and create the very thing that I've resisted creating.
0: You that's- resist, though, organizing. You resist. You do resist that, though. And and I you do, don't you? I mean, that's what you told me tonight. you resist that kind of putting parameters on what you're doing
1: i didn't say i resisted it i said i want to keep it with an open hand and that that i'll what i'll do is i will resist the board if the board of directors tries to get us to become too structured or have too specific of a five-year plan or too specific in our goals of what we want to accomplish as an organization yeah i'll push back against that but i don't resist organization and structure i mean i've i was a uh, we, we've planned too many events. The, this event we're doing in in y- at Yale is going to be fairly unstructured as far as conferences go, but it's still going to have a heck of a lot of structure because mm-hmm. that's the only way when you've got 300 human beings together for three days that you're going to get anything that, that people are going to feel like that they enjoyed their time and they got something out of it because the people who are the organizers of the event organize the event. So, you and we've been organizing events and we've been writing books and every time I write a book, I have to take unorganized thoughts and organize them into a linear fashion and write 200 pages on a topic because that's how you write a book. So, right. I don't I think it's a little silly to say that there's, there's no organization. There's been organization from the beginning, you know?
0: Okay. That's fair. And And I I, I think the best word you used on several occasions I've heard you use is the word tension that you feel. Yeah. And, and maybe that's kind of where we feel too, is that there's a tension and, and Hey, your point's well taken. If we don't like it, stay out of it. But evidently we do like it. We like some of the things you're doing and some of the things you stand for. And, um, you know, in in many ways, I think we embrace it, um, and I, uh, you know, so for whatever that's worth, I, I yeah. Don't know. And let
1: me say this: well, last thing, and then I really do have to go. Oh no, no problem, um, but but this thing about it, it being overly intellectual. The reason we talk about theology is because we think theology matters. And we think, and you may not agree, and this may maybe be a good conversation to have sometime on a podcast down the road, right. but I think that all your frustrations with, the, with churches and the stupid-ass things that churches do are, I think they're a trickle-down effect of bad theology. Hmm. That's what I think. I think that the churches suck because people's theology sucks. Either their theology is too reductionistic, or it's too slim, or it's almost totally absent. Or it could be really robust, it's just misguided, or hmm. unbiblical, or whatever. But that's why I think churches are in bad shape, is because their the- I think the, 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 the stupid church stuff is a symptom of a deeper cancer. And, and so do you I'm agree that... To, I'm trying to attack the cancer of bad theology. And you may think I'm wrong. You may think that theology yeah. is fine, but people have a, just have a bad time implementing it. But I'm convinced that it's that, the theology that's, that's in bad shape.
0: And so, and so you would agree somewhat that it's a leadership problem, too?
1: Yeah. I okay. think a lot of stuff comes down to leadership. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for coming on with us, Yeah, John, yeah great last, to talk any, to you guys. Yeah, I really do. I think, I think it, was, it was okay, huh? It wasn't too painful.
1: No, it was great. It. I'll do it any time. As I've been, as I've been telling you guys for about six months, I'll be happy to do it. Exactly. Well, and, we didn't uh, know
2: about Gizmo.
0: This is the easiest way.
1: Yeah, my this is very easy.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again, Tony. And man, anytime you want to get something off your chest and reach all three of our listeners, you come on, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well,
1: start a podcast we'll have right back at you.
0: All right, man. Take care.
1: See you guys. All right. Good night.
2: So it's all over. Our conversation with Tony Jones has
0: ended. That that was a uh, he stayed with us a long time and I, I certainly did. appreciate him handling all the questions and uh going back and forth with us. So I think we're I don't know. I wasn't trying to get along with him, but at the same time I have nothing personally against the guy and that was the whole point. Yeah. You know. I'm no, not I, sure what I'm not sure about Emergent. I'm not sure about any of it. I I don't you know i've read their stuff and and so i think we covered some questions and hopefully uh hopefully people will enjoy it
2: well and i i hope he didn't misunderstand me when i said i i just don't want to view the emergent as you know the end all answer to everyone who's discontent with the
0: church well it's kind of been pres- it, it, it's and it's maybe not tony's fault that's uh, people have picked up the word emergent and spread it all over the place yeah. And and called themselves emergent when, in fact, they may or may not identify with all of the emergent traits. And yet at the same time, you know, they say, hey, we're emerging, too. You know, just like we might say we're, we're part of the emerging conversation, but we differ in many ways from what the emergent group is doing. Exactly. Know?
2: See, and this is the way I view the emergent is that they're just a group of and dude, this might piss Tony Jones off. But the way I view it is it's their answer. It's their their efforts. It's their group of people. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, so they're going to sell books to the general public. It, it is almost an answer then. They're almost saying, yeah, we're going to help everyone out. And then with Tony saying, well, if you don't like it, then don't worry about it. Just leave. It's like, well, uh, uh, wait a second. <laughs> what am I supposed to think right now? Am I supposed to say, yes, I'll read your books and help me, help you, help me, you know, or... Am I just supposed to, the way I view it, bottom line is that, right. look, we, we're figuring everything out our way right here in Southern California. We're not putting a label on it other than we are completely stupid and that we're discontent with mm-hmm. the state of the church. Right. You're not right. even listening to me. You're freaking I, typing again. No,
0: I am. Who, I'm, what, I'm,
2: what are you typing?
0: Is I'm it typing, a love letter? No, I'm typing a, actually it is. I'm typing an email to Tony right now.
2: Oh, that's cute. A little sorry. thank you, a little hey, buddy. Thanks so, for being on. You want to have lunch sometime? I love you. You know ya. what? It hey. doesn't
0: hurt. It doesn't hurt to say thank you once in No, a while.
2: I, I agree.
0: I definitely agree. But right now, we're still trying to do some of the show. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to contribute? You know, so, No, that's okay. You no, know what? So, no. no the, I understand. No, listen. I understand what your frustrations are, and I'm agreeing with but you. But I don't I'm think you, you care because you're not listening. What I kind do. of conversation mm-hmm. is this? I do care. I do care. I really do care about you. <laughs> no, the, no. The thing is, I think what he was trying to say, and this is this is what I heard him say, is, well, Josh, if you don't like it, then don't get involved. And and I agree with him. If we don't like emergent, it's just like if people don't like stupid church people, then don't come by.
2: I I understand.
0: But, so why do we care? But we're
2: not putting on the stupid church people convention.
0: Not yet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But, dude, I don't know. I don't know. And, and you know, it, it kind of pissed me off because, because I, I was like, hey, I I could get along with this Tony Jones guy. And I said, hey, well, I think we made a friend. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. And maybe he was joking. But I'm thinking, dude. I think he was. Just try, I don't know. I, I just wish everyone would try a little. I think he'd, obviously he obviously is. He he came on. I'm very thankful for that. Saying he'll come on again anytime. So, Maybe it's all in my head. I think Tony well, Jones is a good guy. I think he has a very big heart. You know, he, he is um, living off his house, basically, right now. And
0: and whether you that question sucks, that or not, whether you question that or not, as wise judgment, as he said on our podcast, you may call him a freaking idiot for that, but that's him and his wife's private choice. Exactly. And, and for them to fund this, or a pastor, you know, uh, Rick Warren talks about how he put his Visa card on the line to start Saddleback 20 yeah. odd years ago. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, you fund your vision. You know, you put your own effort and energy into it, and Tony's put his money where his mouth is. And I have no problem with people that want to contribute to that, you know, and, and uh, I don't have a problem with them raising that money. I may not agree, and I'd like them to define themselves a little bit more, which is a little bit, as I said, is kind of interesting. Because uh, I'm asking them to not define themselves, and yet I'm saying, before I get, now that you're going this route, though, I think you should define yourself. True. That's kind of what I'm saying. So anyway, basically what I'm, what I'm writing here about, you know, and this gets down to the personal level of things, is, you know, Josh, I mean, you and I know what it's like to be on a church staff. You and I know the pressures that are there. And so I can't never doing
2: that again. (laughs) Right. We can
0: we can only imagine, you know, the Tony the demands that are on Tony and this isn't a violin time to to feel sorry for Tony. Not at all. He's asked for it. He's he's welcomed it. But at the same time, you know what I don't want to see? A guy like that who has a good heart for people, I don't want to see him become another casualty. I don't want to see him burned out by the But that's almost what
2: always happens, because you have to adapt. It's a monster that I don't think any of us are going to be able to fix or, or tame. Um, I want to. So I'm right there with Tony. It's like, okay, well, how do I do it? How do I do this? And it, does it mean to get paid
0: full-time to try? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, it is. And, and we talked about it on the podcast tonight. Tony talked about how we're reaching people, too, just like the emergent movement is. We get emails. We get uh, people asking us, you know, one of the things people ask us that that um, are you are you for real or are you just faking? Yeah. Do you really care about your listeners? Do you really care about those of us that are Yeah, you know, and
2: the funny thing them? is, that's the only thing keeping me going, because <laughs> it's right. hard, man. Because yeah, we do have real jobs. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it, stupid church people. Ever since I left the church, has even gotten more difficult to do. I mean, scary because it's been more. I I felt more free in it, but it's hard just because of tashi's But it's the, it's not, those emails and the people that are being reached by it with our non-agenda, <laughs> you know, discussions that just keep me going. And I don't yeah. know, like we don't have the. I think that one of the big things that <laughs> separates us from something like the emergence is we really don't have an agenda it, unless if. I, I guess we do have an agenda if it means just being there for each other and talking these things through and about being God for, and Yeah.
0: And, and being there for anybody that wants to, you know, be there with us in the conversation and talk. exactly I hate, I hate the word the conversation, but in our dialogue and in our online blogs, you know, we're we're developing, you know, these relationships for lack of a better word. Exactly. And, and we and
2: we're now even craving more face to face time with people too. Yeah you know yeah. and and a website a podcast and blogs aren't the the ultimate answer we don't know what the answer is but we we have a couple shots at it you know and uh, tomorrow night i'm going with Zeke to a bar that i've always wanted to go to that i've mentioned in one podcast and he contacts me and says let's go let's go <laughs> i'm like uh, okay i don't know what it's going to be like i'm going to be a little nervous but let's go let's let's go drink some beers that'll be awesome
0: and let's hang out. And, and uh, you know, we don't know what stupid church people is going to become. And we've, our our whole thing is we want to, we fight the organization of it. But yet at the same time, we're like, how do we get all these people together in some type of conversation that's ultimately going to lead to, um, lead to something that's real and meaningful for yeah. them. And, and maybe, maybe it's not in, in formulating or forming anything, but. But, um, but seriously, the paycheck
2: scares the crap out of me. And I think, I think what probably gets us a little riled up about the paycheck is that because when we got a paycheck, it, we were controlled by that paycheck.
0: Well, and just what he said about being on staff at a church, being on staff at a church, what does it do? It, it, it brings along with it some expectations. It brings along yeah. with it some, and, and so the people that come against you for example, Tony talked about when he was on staff at a church, it was very frustrating for him because he would want to push the envelope or whatever, and people just wanted to dismiss him. And I feel that's what we feel a little bit. We feel like we're pushing the envelope. You know, and yeah, I, I pushed the envelope by naming Brian and Tony Stupid Church Person of the Year for a reason. I did it for a reason. Not because I think they're stupid. You know, because I don't. But I think they are not above the criticism. Just like I don't think the senior pastor at my churches were ever above the criticism, yet I was so afraid to be honest about who they were. Now, some might say, well, Steve and Josh, what you should do is write these people privately and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But you know what? I'm over that. You know, I'm over that. Now, you're a national person. You're on national magazines. You're a national, you know, you've got a national position. So you're going you're gonna to face that national pressure. Now, we're moving into a situation where we're talking to Tony offline. We're communicating with him. And it becomes a little bit different of a relationship, one that I'm looking forward to. But but until then, you know, I'm not above it. I'm on a national forum, and people have said bad things about me and Josh online. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we're national people too now, international. We're famous, Josh. We're damn famous. We're worldwide known. Which people, website are we talking about? Oh, stupid church. I thought oh, yeah. maybe that porn. No, we, <laughs> people, I know people we only did us. it
2: for a week, though.
0: Yeah, well... It was, a, it was a venture capitalist mo- movement that you and I tried to get behind, so to speak. <laughs> behind. And, uh, hey, dude, I'm sick. I'm going to go take some aspirin and take right. a nappy. I'm going to take a little nappy. Hey, I'm going hey, I'm I'm to cuddle up next to a bottle of Robitussin.
2: Hey, are we going to still try and do our Christmas podcast?
0: Yes. So let's Oh, do crap. Christmas we got to figure that out.
2: Okay, so just so everyone knows, knows, we are going to go ahead and uh, get gifts for each other. We're going to exchange gifts. <laughs> What's the limit? I don't know. There are needs to be a cost g- limit. Are they real gifts? Oh, heck yeah. None of this internet gifting crap. Oh, okay. This is what? real gifts. What's the I limit? Don't know. What do you want to say?
0: 40 bucks? 40 bucks? Holy is shit. It, is that <laughs> a lot? Uh, okay, no. 20, 20, 20 bucks. I'm just afraid. What can I buy for 20?
2: Okay. No. Uh, right around 30. 20. Let's do... Okay. There you go. 30 bucks. 30, 30 bucks is the cap.
0: Because there's a lot of things that are twenty nine ninety nine. Guy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and how dare you go to Condom Revolution,
0: dude? That's a cool story, man. Well, we'll we'll make that fun, and so we're gonna do that podcast <laughs> next week, and we're gonna that'll be our last podcast of the year. I'm, yes. I'm assuming. And um. So and we'll to and are we
2: about. gonna get together and do that one? So we're not gizmoing oh, it. we must We have to, right? Have if we're to getting together.
0: Yeah, we're gonna gift and get together. No more gizmo for the rest are, of the year. Are we dressing up? No. We're not dressing up. We can tell people we're dressed up now, how the hell are they going to know the difference?
2: I could get a nice holiday sweater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good josh
2: all right i'll I'll, I'll see you then, buddy.
0: I'll see you. bye.